had this invaluable experience with managing these large databases, but I didn't realize how that was going to scale my career at the time. Um, you know, the idea of databases was still, you know, deep in formulation. Hey there, I am Dr. Jason Ballara, and this is the Know Your Why podcast, where we explore the why behind success. Every week, I meet with real estate investors, veterinary entrepreneurs, mindset coaches, authors, and fitness professionals to uncover their why and how it drives them on the winding road to success. What is your why? Hi, everyone. I'm Jason Ballara, and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today, I'm here with Caroline Hobbs. Caroline is the visionary founder and chief broker of Reward Realty. She brings an unparalleled commitment and tech proficiency to Silicon Valley's real estate scene. Um, Caroline, I'm going to stop there and let you tell us your story. But uh, first, I just want to say thank you for coming on the show, taking the time out today and to come, come share your story with my audience. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm excited to, to hear about your, your journey. So um, maybe just give us some of your background and, and we'll dive in. Yeah, absolutely. So I am third generation real estate. Um, my grandfather was a contractor developer. My mother has sold new homes for Fieldstone for many, many years and has since uh, is just finishing up and retiring from a career in financing. Um, I fell into real estate while pursuing my finance degree in college. Um, so I was working for a top producing agent at Keller Williams in Palo Alto. She was actually recognized as their internationally number one selling agent and was my mentor for the first six years of, of my experience. So, um, I like to say that I learned a lot about her processes, about her organization, you know, straight from the beginning. Um, I was helping manage her database of over 10,000 people. And back in 2007, 2008, when I was doing this, people were still using Excel sheets, like if anything, to track their customers and contact information and whatnot. So it was pretty... Um, her database at the time was revolutionary compared to where other agents were. Um, so utilizing my experience with that, um, yeah, I, I started Reward Realty in 2013. Um, life looked a lot different back then. It was before my family, before my husband, before my kids, any of that. But um, that's that's kind of like the roots to, to where Reward Realty started. Okay. And yeah, I, I would guess that, I mean, 2000, 2007, 2008, that was, tech was not where it is now. I, I, it was, I think it was 2007, I think. Challenging times. Yeah, yeah. The market crashed. Yeah. I mean, challenging times for sure in real estate alone, but even just like from a, a tech standpoint, isn't 2007, yeah. I think, is when the iPhone came out. Like, I'm I'm pretty sure that was yeah, yeah. the year. Like, it's, right around there. Yeah. So it's like tech was, I mean, we think we think now it's it's a, a part of everything, pandemic, um, maybe even sped it up uh, more for those of us, especially in the real estate space or probably every industry. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, it was not the same as it is now. And it like 
it was as someone who um i had purchased some real estate and sold some real estate just in around those that time it was like nothing like it is now although i still think some of the processes are antiquated when you have to have an actual notary come to you and do all this stuff but the it definitely um was not not where it is today um so was that kind of your focus when when you started reward realty and you, was that like i'm going to i'm going to implement these systems the tech all of that kind of right from the beginning how, or is that something that evolved over time how did how did you approach that given your your background so I'm going to be honest, I started the brokerage way before my aspirations behind technology really existed. Um, I had this invaluable experience with managing these large databases, but I didn't realize how that was going to scale my career at the time. Um, you know, the idea of databases was still, you know, deep in formulation. And so it wasn't until actually I joined professional coaching um, after my after I was back to work and everything after having kids um, through that professional coaching that I really realized that like my skill set with technology and with um, organizing systems and being able to tie these things together is very unique for um, the real estate industry. And so um with that encouragement behind me, um, you know, we continued to grow and develop. And initially, everything was really just built for my own personal team and my own personal company to make sure that we were giving all of our agents the right tools and everything that they needed to succeed. And then taking a step back from that, I, you know, and listening to my coach and understanding like what a unique um, offering that I have for my agents, they kind of helped me realize that like, this is something that other people need. And it's not just coaching because at the end of the day, it's a skill set that not everybody is capable of even acquiring with skill. It's something that is, um, your brain kind of works a different, a certain way or it doesn't, but creating these pathways and creating these systems for success actually changes the way that agents are able to do business. And in all honesty, even balance their life because ultimately, as you know, uh, we all have a reason why that we're working. Nobody's working because they, they find joy in, <laughs> in stress. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. so like, that's my goal is to develop systems that you can run your business, but still be able to step away and have your, be able to, you know, appreciate how far you've come, where you're at, and still have, you know, your hands on all the different pieces that are moving. And you're doing this, I guess, I'm, and I might be wrong, but I'm assuming exclusively mm -hmm. sort of within that um, real estate brokerage space, or, or you're looking mm -hmm. at like the, the tech and systems like throughout uh, other industries. How, how are you maybe, you know, sort of how are you approaching it? What what are these um, in what use cases do you are you, you know, implementing them? So it's a great question, because in all honesty, this is an area where there is boundless options. Yeah. 
um, the systems that we're creating for the real estate industry. Um, and I spoke about this in another podcast that I was on recently is yes, it's applicable to real estate teams and agents and brokerages that are trying to set up systems for their, you know, their agents. So that way they're following through and they're making the most, um, return on investment for different opportunities that they're creating within their marketing efforts. Um, and our systems absolutely track that and harness it and make sure that we're capitalizing and following up on those opportunities and able to like um, see them as soon as they pop up. However, many of our systems um, can easily be tweaked for other industries. So as I mentioned, I spoke about this in another podcast and he brought up developers, you know, people building out housing developments, 100% could totally work. Could it also work? Um, we are in the process of working on an AI software that will uh, use machine learning to identify different contract pages and be able to sort them accordingly and scan them for completeness and signatures. Um, so that could, could that be applicable in other industries? 100%. Any, any business that's using a contract, we could run through our system have the system learn the contract and identify whether things are missing. Um, so all the, real estate is my main focus. It's often pushed aside. And in all honesty, as I develop for real estate, I also look to outside industries for inspiration because there are a lot of technologies that are available that are maybe only harnessed into like specific specialty um, uh, sectors. And by using those same technologies that are already available and applying them to different industries, you can create completely different tools. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very smart. I mean, it's fascinating to me to look at, you, you think, you might think on surface level, you know, certain industries are, are totally unrelated and there's, there's no, you know, no, they don't cross paths in any way. Like I'll just, you know, use myself as an example. Like I'm a veterinary surgeon yeah. and real estate investor. And you would be like, duh, there's nothing that could possibly be similar in those two worlds. And it's like the more, the more I like the deeper I get into real estate, the more I figure this out. Like at the end of the day, like there's certain skill sets, skill sets amongst people that translate very, very well across industries. And then there are also, like you say, like there are techs tech platforms, different systems and solutions that like you can see being used in one way. Like, why don't we just do this right here? It'd be the same, you know, the same thing with a few small tweaks. And it, it's kind so, of a fascinating thing to like notice that. For, for example, like for veterinary surgery, you could use our systems to send out contracts, analyze them, make sure that they're completed correctly, store the paperwork, you could create trigger point actions where it's like reminders going out before the surgeries or appointments or whatever, follow-ups being done, calendaring being done. We set up all those kind of integrations and, yeah. you know, any kind of CRM, whether it's for real estate or sales or, you know, vets even, you know, yeah. it's, it's a role, it's a digital Rolodex at the end of the day. Yeah. And so it's, um, to me, when we are choosing our partner companies, 
of who we would be building our systems off of. We just looked for the most easy to use scalable option that we could tie different API codes to um, in order to develop kind of like a super system is mm -hmm. what we're building um, in a lot of ways. So it's like the second a client goes and moves to a different status, which for real estate, it goes under contract. They'll get mailed a gift automatically. They'll, it'll start a sequence of things, letting them know all the different steps that are going to happen, send them videos before these things happen, send them follow-ups after those, just so that they know that we're with them 100% of the way and they're prepared for each and every step. Um, the more proprietary thing that we're building right now is more of like a client-facing uh, tie-in to this. Yeah. where it will kind of, you'll have a portal that you can log into and see all those different things. So it's not just like a flood of emails coming into your inbox every day. Cause I, I don't know if your inbox is like this, but my inbox can be a really scary place to live. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. yeah. There's a um, lot of noise. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's like, sometimes you see things and you're like, I think I saw something about this, but maybe you archived it and it's lost. And um, so our portal just kind of brings it all together and creates a central hub for people to talk about a transaction or talk about a, yeah. And again, that transaction as we're building it is for real estate, but it can really be for a number of different industries. Yeah. Yeah. I it's like, as you're saying these things, I'm just all of a sudden, I'm like, this would be amazing. Like, this would be amazing for investor relations, right? If yeah. there, it like, I mean, there's a lot of investor relation portals, mm -hmm. but to my knowledge, not a lot of like centralized messaging type of, you know, so we're, we send stuff out, but it's like it, to make it even more personalized to each investor or potential investor, you have, exactly. you'd have that space that it's like you, they don't have to email you they can send you exactly. a direct message through here like yeah I, I love that I think that's amazing so are you um are you developing these yourself or you have a team or like how how involved in the the actual tech development are you do you, are you sell are you actually <laughs> selling houses or anymore or anything or, or just it seems like yeah, a lot so it, it is a lot um I, so I am not a developer myself. I am surrounded by developers and engineers in my real life here in Silicon Valley. Um, I am very, I'm very OCD. Um, so systems and building connections and um, my mother is an excellent problem solver and I developed those skills from her. So I think it kind of gave me a unique perspective. So although I don't do the development and the coding myself, I do know how to code a little bit. I know how to, I understand um, how to make these things work, even though I don't write the JSON or anything like that myself. Um, I understand the pathways that they need to take and I understand the opportunities that of like areas that you're able to tie in through the different programs. So I think I'm kind of like sitting there as like the dumbest developer in the room, but like the smartest technical head. 
<laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like I can map it out for you and tell you exactly how it needs to run, yeah. but I can't build it for you. But I think that's like a hugely important position. Like there's so, so many people cannot describe what they, what, how they want these things to be built or cannot relay that knowledge to the end user right like like most of the developers and things like that like i've tried talking to them and they're uh, they're they're talking in developer speak i'm like i have no idea what you're saying i literally no idea what you're saying (laughs) i don't understand the word i mean so i have have two very very good friends that are in it and it's like i ask them questions and i'm like can you say that like in a way that that all i've ever done is turn on a computer because that's like that's where i needed explained but but that doesn't mean that I don't want like these technologies and and think they're valuable. And like, I just don't understand them enough to like do it myself or, or even necessarily tell someone else, like I have ideas (laughs) of the, of, of tech that I think would work, but it's like, yeah, getting, getting that, those ideas across. So literally exactly what you just said is the reason we created our company because in the exact same sense that you just said all of that, realtors are looking for a complete solution that they can plug their database in and run their businesses and not have to worry about second guessing themselves or missed opportunities. They want to know that there's a system that's built that's reliable that they can count on to like bring those opportunities to the top of the system, harness them, nurture them. And even put their own unique twist on it. So like our engineers actually during the onboarding process help personalize it to your individual theme and brand and what you want to do. We have certain preferred vendors that we are more familiar with setting up. But at the end of the day, if there's like a gifting company or something that you want to integrate and they have an API through Zapier, we will set it up to your system and have it rule and become an automated part of your transaction in order to like give that higher level of customer service ultimately to the end user. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think, I mean, being in the seat of being able to, if not directly develop them, you know, like not writing the code, but like being in the seat of, of, of you know, being the, the uh, visionary behind these things, like, it's such a great place to sit because th- there's no there's no way that this isn't how the world runs in maybe five or ten years is too long. Like it might be two. Like the, things yeah. are happening so fast. But like especially with AI, like there's there's no way that totally. this is not how everything runs if you want to keep up, right? You certainly can stay, 100%. you know, in Excel databases and 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 uh, you know. <laughs> whatever however <laughs> you're, you're doing it now and and I and I'm like I'm including myself in this like I recognize yeah like, you got to keep up and it and it's but it's fascinating to see what's available and what's becoming available quickly and and just being in that position of of uh helping to develop it specifically within your industry but like as as we said like this could be valuable across industries with some small tweaks well let's shift the conversation a little bit to talking about like 
Yes, it's valuable in other industries and it's valuable today and it is the technology of tomorrow, but it's, it's not only where everything is headed, but also um, it's breaking through like the balance of that work life and providing a higher level of customer service to people, you know, People have raising expectations to the level of service that they're receiving nowadays, um, especially as competition continues to flood different market spaces. So making sure that you're not only the top of your game, but like, you know, especially in real estate, realtors have to wear a lot of hats. They're not, Mm -hmm. you know, they are professional marketers, but they also have to be great people, you know, person to person people but then they also have to show up on time and they work seven days a week and you know and it just keeps going and then you're writing contracts and you're responsible for the paperwork so there's a lot of different demands that are being placed on people and I think without those strong foundations it's impossible to really um, succeed at a high level nowadays yeah yeah I I think it's true I mean I I, you know well, who knows? I don't know which is harder, but <laughs> the people that have been in an industry for a long time, if I don't know if it's harder for them to adapt to the changes that are happening or coming, or someone who's stepping in now. And I, I would assume it's maybe a little bit easier to kind of like not have a, a set frame of mind as to how things have been and have to flip-flop all that. But But yeah, I mean, it's just being able to like automate and systematize so much of this will free up so much people's time. I think it's just a great, that's a great point in terms of quality of life, just that, that, you know, sort of work-life balance, whatever you want to call it, whatever, if that really exists. But the, the, the reality is even if work-life balance doesn't really exist, there's no reason we shouldn't try to find easier ways to do the easy things exactly I mean I was just gonna I was gonna support what you were saying in just that like I forget where I was going with this but the demands are really high (laughs) the demands are really high and you know without like I think you were talking about like new agents versus, you know, more experienced people, you know, specifically within industries. And, you know, it's a mix because I feel like without struggle, you have no appreciation for where you're at. Mm -hmm. And so I think that um, for me, the people that will benefit the most from my technology are more experienced agents that have, more clients and more transactions running through it, they're going to see the automatic like relief the quickest versus like a newer agent that really doesn't have as much business. They're not going to appreciate it the same way, especially if they just don't know any better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, and I would maybe add to that, you know, the experienced agent is they're not learning how to be an agent. They already know that part. So they're all they have to do is be open to this new technology in in a a way of, uh, you know, 
doing things a little bit differently in in a manner that suits them versus you know someone coming new to the industry has to learn all the um intangible parts of being an agent along with the nuances yeah you know the tech like that like as you mentioned that personal person you know interpersonal communication like that's that's that can't be automated that's not a (laughs) that's not an ai thing like that's a that's a you just have to learn how to talk to people but at the end of the day whatever you can automate whatever whatever that comes like on the back end or even the front end in lead generation like all of that should be essentially off your plate like get, like sit, take a, t- a little exactly. bit of time take it take it off your plate and then you get to focus on what i would imagine is actually the fun part of being a, an agent or you know any especially anybody yeah. that, in sales like what you want to do is 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 talk to people, right? Like, and inform those relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, so for us, like the, um, the way that we utilize our systems is really just to not only like use it as a funnel for our marketing, our different marketing channels, set that up so that again, there's no missed opportunities, but also kind of delving into those, um, you know, we mentioned adapting to new systems for these experienced agents. And I think that one of the things that we're trying to solve with a lot of this is that agents are using three, four, five, six, seven, eight different systems all at the same time to complete a transaction. None of them are talking to one another. So there's a lot of like duplicated work efforts. Plus you're hiring a transaction coordinator to take a look at the work and duplicating efforts there. Um, So what our software is actually doing is we took very popular softwares that already are like some of the most popular within our industry and have built it over another development platform that syncs all of the information, you know, cross-functionally between programs that duplicate entries are not required. And then like, for example, with um, our transaction management pillar, of this, it's with a company called Open to Close. Um, you know, we've worked really closely with them to build out a very, very strong infrastructure. Right now, their current life cycle is about eight to eight and a half months, which is not very long for a for a client life cycle on any kind of program, period. And the number one reason for that is not because it's not the best program out there, because it is years ahead against their only competition. <laughs> it is it is definitely a revolutionary program, but it's built by developers. So yeah. it's challenging. It is super intricate. It has it has more code lines than you know the typical three, four, five applications all put together. So we're talking about like a super program that has super capabilities, but in all honesty, isn't super user-friendly. So we are harnessing that almost in the shadows um, and building that out to suit your business, but you're never actually going to log in to that program. It's just gonna run silently in the background to populate and make sure things are done on time according to you know when things are actually due and different trigger point actions. Um, So that's one of the things that we're really trying to do is not just create another system that agents need to learn, 
but to integrate all of these into a single system where agents can work out of one space without having to duplicate work, keep calling clients and say, hey, guess what? I talked to three agents today about your house. You know, they would log those yeah. calls in the system and it would let the sellers know. Um, yeah, so, or, you know, or it would log it into some kind of central communication system, something like that. So that's kind of, that's our goal is to really create an open dialogue between us and our customers and keep them prepared and keep them um, engaged throughout the transaction. Because I feel like it's in those gray areas that people feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, I just, I really hate gray areas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, as, as a, uh, someone who has bought and sold houses, my own houses, like, yeah, the, the, the chunks of time that there's, there's a lack of communication. It's, it's not really it's just nothing's happening, but it like, it makes you nervous. It makes you wonder like, why isn't anything happening? Is there something wrong? Is my house not selling? Is my, exactly. is they, are they not accepting my offer? Like what's the, you know, that kind of thing. So um, yeah, I totally get it. And I think your point about integration like like not just adding in another system to learn is huge because i like i feel like as much as technology is amazing kind of in all like it, overall technology is amazing it's it's again it's like if if you if you if you're i i laugh a little bit when people talk about like you know being anti technology or anti ai or whatever and it's like what I just said, we just said like at the beginning, like the, the iPhone came out in 2007, like everybody yeah. has a smartphone, every, everybody, like you can't say you're against technology. You're just against the technology that's, that you don't understand yet, but like everybody has a smartphone and, and whatnot. But, but I think the biggest thing that I find challenging is, is integration. And I, and sometimes the lack of integration is done on purpose like iPhone having a different plug than other smartphones, things like that. Like it actually helps them generate more revenue. But like, I think, and I hope that companies are starting to realize like that that lack of integration with other good products is a, is actually like a, a turnoff to using that specific, specific thing. Like I find one of my biggest frustrations is calendars. I can't, there's a million different calendar apps. There's a million different scheduling apps. There's a million different ways to do it, but they don't integrate. And I can't find one that brings it all together. And everybody's using a different, you know, depends on what email system you have. If you have a Gmail, you have a Microsoft email. Are you using Calendly? Are you using HubSpot? Are you using like, and believe me, I have spent time looking for one that would just integrate it all. And it's like, you just, I, I can't get to the point, even like Google calendars is great. It still misses things. Mm -hmm. I still miss, like still things get double booked or don't get on there. And it's like, I it, I don't feel like that's a thing that should be so hard. Like that should yeah, be I, <laughs> like simple stuff. I 100% I agree. I've actually like, I had this conversation with um, my office manager yesterday. As I said, I don't understand 
why I am texting my handyman back and forth the list of items that need to be completed for the inspection report that were emailed into our systems and could easily have just been automatically distributed to him. I don't understand why he's not getting paid immediately and why the invoicing is is like a three-step process. Right. <laughs> I, I don't understand why these are not, you know, so that's one of the next technologies I'm gonna look at tying in is some kind of like service calendaring, calendaring kind of program or something like that. I'm sure like service industries like plumbers or inspection companies and things like that have to have some better kind of output than what we're using in this industry. I don't know. It's just one example of where I feel like we have to look out of the shell of like where we actually want to use it and look at other industries maybe that have had the same kind of struggle in the past and see if they've come up with the solution yet. Yeah. Um it's just, uh, it's frustrating and it feels like more people should be out there and um, utilizing these technologies that already exist and spreading the word and showing how they can be applicable in other industries. Yeah, yeah. I've, I'm a firm believer that if there's a lot of solutions for something, there's no good ones. Like if yeah. there was a good yeah. one, then that's what everybody would use. Like, or, you know, mm -hmm. one, or, one or two, it's like, why are there 52 calendar apps? Because none of them work right. Like none of them yeah, do what exactly. they're supposed to do or integrate with the others or whatever. And it's just like, I, I think I have four at least on my phone. Like I, it's just like, and there's really no reason for that. There should be one place. Like, you know what? I have one place and I write it down in a planner, which is ridiculous. But like, that's a place where I know everything can be if I want it to be like, it just, it doesn't make any yeah. sense that that's not as, as like a, like an automatic, like an automatic solution. It should be easy. I will say like, for example, with project management software, I think a couple of companies that have done it really well in distinguishing themselves against a lot of competition are companies like Monday and Asana. Mm -hmm. Um, both of those companies for project management are amazing and, you know, are often like highly recognizable names within a lot of different industries yeah. nowadays. And so I think those are companies to follow suit after if you're looking at, you know, expanding into multiple industries and making a program that people can really tie into well. I think that they've really they've kind of opened people's eyes into what can and yep. should be done for running your businesses. Yeah. There on the, on the business side of things, there are certainly some good applications like, like uh, Asana. I, I actually really like Slack. I think that's a, a very good uh, team communication mm -hmm. uh, platform, but uh, like, I just want one calendar that puts everything like life and work, <laughs> like it doesn't, you don't, you don't even, you could, all, you could, anyway, I'm like getting on a tangent on this, but it's just, it's like bit, obviously a thing that I've spent some time trying to figure out that that just doesn't exist. Um, but anyway, before I go on, another trust me, I have here. a whole, I have a whole list of like business ideas of like side projects that yeah. I could be taking on. Yeah. Like, a whole marketing suite for realtors with their new listings and whatnot. Like I, yeah. there, there is so much opportunity out there. If you just 
um, have a confidence in yourself to go after um, and imagine what can be, you know, and are able to communicate that with other people. Um, it's different, you know, I mean, this isn't like the 1900s where we're going to go, I'll start like brand new industries and brand new companies, but there's still a lot of opportunity to forge new ways and new, um, kind of niches and things like that to really help people succeed regardless of the industry. Yeah, completely agree. Um, well, let me, let me, this, I feel like we just talk about this stuff forever, but let me switch gears. I want to have time to ask you the questions I ask every guest. First one, uh, Mm -hmm. related to the name of the show is, is what is your why? What's driving you and kind of pushing you towards bigger and bigger success? I think, um, I'm a really big proponent of, you know, mental health and that work-life balance. I have two young children myself, um, a five-year-old and a seven-year-old, and they're my whole world. I, you know, I have a wonderful husband and all of that as well, but, you know, I want to be the best version of myself for them, and I want to show them all of the possibilities that this world has to offer, and Really, if you have your eye on something and you have a vision, I want to empower them to go after that. Um, I think a lot of people feel like, you know, the gold rush is past and all these opportunities are in the past and you're either you've made it or you haven't. But the fact of the matter is, is like, life is still moving on. Like do things are coming up every day. The world is changing every single day. And if you just stop and recognize, you know, what makes you happy? What, what, what is it that you feel that you can contribute to this world to leave it a better place at the end of the day? And you're able to focus on that and harness it. And that's what you choose to kind of work through for your life goals. I think at least for me, I feel like it's setting my kids up for, for an adventure filled life, um, with endless possibilities. Yeah. Uh, I would, I would guess that, well, people who have listened to the show know I would, couldn't agree with that more. If you can see the background <laughs> behind me, you know that I couldn't agree with that more, but yeah, just, just, uh, letting them know that, um, I mean, like really the sky's the limit. It's just, it, there's no, yeah. there's nothing holding you back except yourself. And, and, and I think you can well, only portray that by, by words only way. go so far. Yeah. Yeah. Words only go so far. Like you can tell kids all day long that you're the best, you're the funniest, you're the sweetest, like be a good person, do this, do that. But at the end of the day, um, action speaks so much louder than words. So yeah, hundred percent agree. Great. Mm-hmm. Tell us something about yourself that isn't common knowledge, special skill, a hobby, anything to let the listeners know you better. I'm ambidextrous. That's cool. It's like, weird. Like you um, can write with both hands? I can write with both hands. I play college lacrosse left-handed. I tumble I tumbled in cheerleading right-handed. I mainly write right-handed, but I can bowl left-handed or right-handed. Super cool. So. Super cool. 
yeah I can do virtually nothing with my left hand <laughs> it's like it, it's a very I mean well it's funny because I do surgery left hand works fine uh -huh. there but don't don't try to have it do anything else it's just uh <laughs> it's outside of outside of the OR so um that's super cool uh Caroline, when people hear this and they want to reach out to you, what's, what's the best way? We'll, we'll put um, whatever you want in the show notes as well. Yeah, our new website should be up next week. It's rewardrealtysolutions.com. Um, if you're looking to buy or sell a home in California or would like to get connected with a top agent um, somewhere in another city throughout the country, I have a huge network of um, top agents available to me. I'm happy to interview agents for you and help connect you um, if you're looking for investment opportunities or buying or selling opportunities there. Awesome. Um, final question for you. What piece of advice would you give to someone who's, and you can you can apply this to uh, you know being an agent or, or whatever you want really, but someone who's looking to get started um, what advice would you give them to sort of motivate them? And, you know, they hear this story and uh, your interview and they're excited. What, what would you tell them to get them going? Get started with what? Like their careers or their Yeah, yeah. Honestly, you can take it in whatever direction you want. But I, I generally uh, say, you know, get started in real estate, get started in business. You know, if you want to take it as an agent, um, that's fine as mm -hmm. well. I think any anything that you feel is applicable to what, what you're doing. Find a mentor. Um, find a mentor that you trust, somebody whose um, opinion that you value, and stay curious. Um, curious people, I feel like, are the best people to work with um, and some of the smartest people I've ever met. Um, there's so much out there to learn. Even if you think that, you know, it's not applicable to you, like as we've talked about today, like other industries are absolutely applicable. I am sure, a hundred percent sure that something that you're doing in your business, if I had like a on look into it, I would be like, oh my God, that's genius. If only I could translate it to the, you know, yeah. um, I think that there's always People always have some kind of kernel of genius within them that's just waiting to be like awoken and harnessed. And so um, listen to those around you, talk to people around you, stay curious about your industry and other people's industry and, you know, be humble, just approach it, listen to people's stories. And in all honesty, I think that you're not only going to help them, but you're going to help yourself too. Yeah, completely agree. It's amazing. Um, well, thank you so much. Thank you for coming on the show today. I really enjoyed this conversation. I think uh, <laughs> people get a lot of um, value out of it. And and hopefully, I think some, um, just some inspiration in terms of, you know, kind of, how, as you just said, like the, these, the cross uh or the the applicable pieces from one industry to another and kind of seeing where those things fit in just just thinking outside the box a little bit i think uh that, that'll inspire people to do that so thank you very much for for coming on and, and being a guest well thank you for having me
Yeah, absolutely. Um, folks listening, I know you're going to love this episode. Um, please like, rate, and review the show so we can get more great guests like Caroline. And thank you all for listening. Hey there. I am Dr. Jason Ballara, and this is the Know Your Why podcast, where we explore the why behind success. Every week, I meet with real estate investors, veterinary entrepreneurs, mindset coaches, authors, and fitness professionals to uncover their why and how it drives them on the winding road to success. What is your why?